B and Davis the show. Right now, we are lucky enough to be uh, to be joined by the publisher of College Football News and one and only P Few Tech. We got a lot of draft stuff that we have to get into, even though our beloved Bears don't have a first round pick. But we definitely got to get to the breadth of the draft. Those two second round picks. Will the Bears move up? Will they try to gain some more picks? We're coming to Pete to find out all this. How you doing today? What's Pete? going? Hey, between NFL draft and Last Dance, there's actually sports stuff you'd be talking about on a normal Very true. Uh, yeah, normal one day. It's kind of fun actually for a little while. Yeah. You you start. It. I saw your timeline with some of the last dance stuff talking about telling your kids to listen to LL and, mm-hmm. you know, like think about Jordan back then. Yeah. I tried to watch. I, I forced my kid to watch it. I mean, my daughter's too young. She's three. Uh, but I tried That's to get my son. That's not too young. On. Go for it. Start she's not, she's, she's going to be over <laughs> at the kitchen over here doing whatever she's doing. But yeah, uh, what were your thoughts real quick of the last dance? I yes. mean, it's fantastic. I mean, I used to work at the Pro Football Weekly offices in Bannockburn and had to drive by Jordan's house every, every day anyway. And it was always kind of cool every day. You kind of look over seeing the 23 and being geeked out. Uh, I've got the stories about uh, the Testarossa flying by me on the, uh, in the, on the Edens going home. And now I live walking distance to Jordan's house. I mean, this is, I've been immersed in this, but now just seeing all this footage, mm-hmm. it's just cool. It just, mm-hmm. I mean, the, and the way they've set it up again with the, the game two against the Celtics with the LL bad, I'm bad background. That's about as badass as it gets. So it's, mm-hmm. uh, it, they've done this really cool so far. Yeah. So I, I guess I'm gonna use them on, on last dance questions. My last dance, only one. Did you feel like it was Jerry Krause slander? Little, it, yeah, you know what? It's it's obvious. Well, Jordan had all the final say on the cuts mm-hmm. and everything, and it's obvious that that they're this is going to be a ten part series where they systematically dismantle any concept <laughs> that it wasn't the Jerry's that broke this up. They don't give a lot of credit to the idea though that remember the time where you're just coming off of Detroit held on to its core unit for too mm-hmm. long and collapsed. Mm-hmm. Boston, they would Don't not say. get rid of yeah. the, you know, the, yeah. the big three, third, yeah. the big three McHale group. And they got too old and they couldn't rebuild. So in a weird way, the Jerry's are right. Cause look at, I mean, Rodman was okay right after Jordan was still could, could have been okay. But Pippen after 97, you know, declined, not fat. He was still around the league for a while, but this was an aging team. And so I get the idea, but yeah, they dismantled it probably a year too early. They should have held it over the lockout. That lockout season, exactly. they should have got that 50 games. They should have, yeah, it was too early. Like they shouldn't have destroyed it. But anyway, let's get into. But that's a little not bit why you call. <laughs> now we're here. That's not why football. we have PPU Tech here on the Davis show with us. So look, let's, let's go. Let's start off with the Bears and then go national. And with the Bears, we're looking at the second round, and we've talked about it. Uh, me and Ryan, our executive producer, uh, we kind of had a consensus that we were looking at the Bears perhaps going over offensive lineman or sec- in the second round, uh, perhaps a cornerback. Uh, and I want to know your thoughts on their depth there. Or perhaps they would go with a wide receiver since this is such a, a loaded wide receiver draft. Where do you see the, the Bears prioritizing those two second-round picks if they keep both of the picks? If you believe in the theory that – first of all, the this is a loaded top – 50-ish. Mm. So it's a, it's a pretty good first two rounds, and there's a lot of offensive linemen. It's really deep at corner, and it's really deep at wide receiver, depending on where you see the value in, in it being. And then in the Bears world, I know that they're kind of addressing tight end. They get rid of Trey Burton. Uh, they're bringing in Jimmy Graham, which, no, that's not an answer to anything. Uh, but that's where the top tight ends are going to go. This is a bad tight end draft up top. There isn't a, uh, a Rob Gronkowski type. Uh, there isn't any, you know, anybody like a Noah Fant of last year, or any of the Iowa tight ends uh, who were able to really uh, show a lot. So uh, you're talking Cole Komet. I like Harrison Bryant out of Florida Atlantic. Komet, I mean, those guys are right around where the Bears have their both their draft picks. So what they can do is 
if they keep those two picks like you alluded to, they can go best player available with that first pick and just take the guy because there's going to be a lot of really talented guys who are going to slide because, again, there are about 45-ish or so guys that could be first-rounders, and there's going to be a lot of good value there. So you take the best guy on the board with that first pick and then take a tight end with that second pick, mm-hmm. and you come out of that pretty good. Pretty good. I think – they have to go defensive back. I mean, that's where the real value is, especially with that first pick. At safety, a lot of these really good guys are going to slide. There's going to be a couple of key corners that are going to slide. So you can fix the secondary with a top-notch player first, then go tight end second. Uh, Pete, one question I was going to ask you, is there any scenario, any scenario, that the Bears look at a quarterback in one of those first two picks? Yeah, yeah, because Jacob Eason of Washington is still probably going to be there. I mean, Jake Fromm's definitely going to be there. Jalen Hurts is still going to be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you've already invested in Nick Foles. You can't bring in another third quarterback, especially with the second round. Then you really put the pressure on Trubisky. I think you do because there's a value guy who's going to be there. Uh, maybe not with one of those two picks because then you're really sending a message. But with the signing of Nick Foles, I think that puts the kibosh on uh, drafting a quarterback there. But they're going to be there. I, I think Jacob Eason is going to slide deep in this thing. And definitely Jake Fromm's going to be there for him at both picks and maybe even Jalen Hurts as well. Real, real quick, Pete. Uh, and I know this is now is kind of fantasy style, but when you're, when you're looking at a team like the 49ers that basically said they would offer up both of their first-round picks, even though the Bears need depth, would they give up perhaps those two second-round picks to move up to get one player in the first round? Or at least it's round pace like, you know what, I have to fill out the rest of this roster because I've been dealing away picks left yeah. and right the last few drafts. Again, I, I, there's value. It's the, I'm not going to say go as far as to say that the, I believe the, the Fire Niners picked the 15th or somewhere around there. Uh, 13th, I believe. 13. 13th. Yeah. Thanks. It's, it, it's, it's Indy's pick. The 13th is obviously a strong pick there because now you've got some real guys. Now, you've got, now you're talking the wide receivers that you were talking about before. You're either Judy, uh, Henry Ruggs, or uh, C.D. Lamb's going to slide to that 13th pick. So there's going to be a value pick there at receiver. But again, you can get you need that tight end. The tight end spot is right in the Bears' wheelhouse where they're picking in those two picks. And again, best player available, there's going to be a top-shelf defensive back. And – there's going to be still offensive linemen on the board. And if you really want to go value at wide receiver, a LaVisca Chenault, for example, uh, should still be around there. Denzel Mims out of Baylor might slide that far. There's a, there's a whole lot of guys that are going to be falling fast in this draft, and that's a really good value slide. I, I think if you're the Bears, you just hold firm right where you're at. Mm. D and Davis show on up. You can watch us right here online with right now, P. Futek. Make sure you follow P on Twitter at P. Futek. Uh, P, over these past couple of years – Where's your confidence level with Ryan Paces being the GM and making these selections uh, for the Bears? All right. From the college perspective. Yes. uh, All right. Forget that he whiffed on the Trubisky over Mahomes and uh, Deshaun Watson thing, which you're never going to live past. That's going back to last dance. That's Sam Bowie over Jordan at this point. Uh, But you know what? But he wasn't crazy. Trubisky was, I mean, remember at the time, Mahomes was supposedly a project. Mm -hmm. And Deshaun Watson, I knocked him down because he's dude smaller than me and was already hurt all the time. I said, this, there's no way this guy's going to be able to last in the NFL. He's going to get hurt. Blows out his knee right away. And it was like, yeah, all right. That's kind of, guys has been built to the NFL. 
obviously knees heal and he turns out to be fine. Mm -hmm. General managers, the only, if you look at the, if you go really deep, hardcore into the stats and say, okay, what is a reasonable thing to ask out of an NFL general manager? It is finding a starter who can start for you for three years. And it sounds like a really easy thing to do. It's actually not. If you look at how the drafts progress and if you just look over the history of the drafts, it's actually really, really hard to find a productive guy who just is a three-year starter for you. And if you can do that on a consistent basis, you've done your job. If you can do that after the second round, you're hitting gold. And mm. look, it, it's you, you can say, okay, the first round, you have to really try to screw it up. The second round, you actually also have to kind of really try to find a guy who's not a, a real starter. If he happens to be a pro bowler or an all pro guy, as it turns out, if you look over the body of NFL drafts, it's totally random dumb luck if you get one of those guys. There's just no rhyme or reason to it. And after the third round, it's really just dumb mm. luck. So if you go by that, He's found value. He has found starters after the third round, whether it's, you know, blind squirrel finds nut or not. He has got a, a good enough roster to work with. The problem continues to be Trubisky just hasn't been the guy yet. And that's it. I mean, and that's, that's everything. It's he's not Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. You have so Kevin you White, have, you have Adam Shaheen, you have them first round picks. Second Shaheen's round picks. a bad, yeah. Shaheen's a bad, but again, he made up for it. Other spots with guys like Andy Jackson and other, uh, you know, good yeah. parts later on. Look, Khalil Mack. I mean, yeah. There you go. You got Khalil Mack out of this. And now it doesn't, again, if you like these picks, it's not that horrific a pick. It's Trubisky, Trubisky, Trubisky. Had they just like gone anywhere else, and if Trubisky works out, and he still might. I mean, mm. if Trubisky turns out to be okay, he's not going to be Mahomes, he's not going to be Deshaun. Uh, but if he just turns out to be all right, then that's his era turns out to be a little bit better. Dan Davis with us right now. We have Pete Futek. Follow him at Pete Futek. Of course, he's the publisher of College Football News. We're getting all our college news coming up with this draft on Thursday night, which allegedly had some problems in the first round with the Bengals uh, selecting their pick. So it's definitely going to be an interesting watch. And I'm, I love the draft, so I'm here for all of it. I'm going to hate looking at those terrible backdrops that the GMs have behind them. <laughs> it's just definitely going to be entertaining. But look, Pete, one question I had to ask you. Uh, like the four top offensive tackles, like one, which one's going to be overdrafted? When you look at the Giants, and we've heard they want to move down, but if they stay put, they're probably going to end up taking a tackle uh, to protect their, new, their brand new quarterback. Is there a chance that one of those top four guys could end up in the second round to the Bears? Who would that be, and what kind of potential does that guy have? Yeah, I don't think the top four are going to last that long to the Bears, but guys like Ezra Cleveland out of Boise State's probably going to last that far. Uh, there are a couple other good tackles that should be hanging around there, but the big four that you're talking about, Tristan Wurfs over Iowa. There's my overdrafted guy. Uh, it, speaking with the Bears, he's basically uh, long. He's basically Kyle Long. He is a tackle who's going to end up at guard at a high mm. level, but do you really draft a guard with the fourth overall pick? I mean, he's not Quentin Nelson, but he's a very, very, very good player that you can trade down for. And to your point of being fun, I think this is going to be a blast because I think teams are going to freak out and try to move up to those second, third, and fourth spots to get ahead of Miami, get ahead of uh, the Chargers to try to get two or Justin Herbert. So I think there's going to be a lot of movement. And if you're the Giants, to your point, you, you got, if you want an offensive tackle, like you said, trade down. Andrew Thomas, I'm a huge fan of. Uh, Jedrick Wills is the prototype, you know, talent-wise, of left tackle, even though he doesn't have quite the body type. And then Mecky Becton. I am not a fan of his because that guy looks at a you know a McDonald's the wrong way. He's going to balloon up to three ninety. So uh, <laughs> there's and he's going to be a top ten pick. But those are the big four guys, and you can trade down to get any one of those. 
So look, with with the Bears giving up their compensatory fourth round pick for folds, now we're just looking at the the fifth, sixth, and seventh rounds. What guys have you looked at the holes that the Bears have and the guys that are going to fall in those rounds that you think will give the Bears some type of value? It may not be next season. Hopefully it will be perhaps the season, uh, the next season moving forward. Uh, you can still look at tight end and wide receiver down there. I mean, mm-hmm. it, you can you can double up. I mean, even if you do somehow get Cole Komet, uh, again, there are other pretty decent tight ends that are going to fall fast in this fifth, sixth, seventh. Again, this, the, the chances that you're going to find a three-year starter in the fifth, sixth, and seventh round are just complete random dumb luck. So that's where you shoot for the stars. That's where you go for the total tools, guys. That's where you go for the, 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 the Adam Shaheens would be perfect there because the guys look the part, but maybe have a few uh, issues with them. Or you just load up on one position or that's where you go at the quarterback because the the thing about this year and the quarterback situations are one not not a lot of teams need quarterbacks for this year two what happens if some pragmatic general manager out there thinks wait a minute what if there's no 2020 nfl season and we got to address if you're tampa bay you got to figure out your quarterback situation for two years from now because tom brady's not going to get younger and if there's no 2020 season you got to come up with another option for 2021 same for indianapolis uh same for new orleans same for the other places so you don't know how much how much panic there is going to be out there and again for the bears Maybe this is where that's where you find your quarterback later in the draft. And again, a guy like Jake Fromm's going to drop into that fifth round area. Anthony Gordon out of Washington State. So there's going to be a whole lot of pretty interesting options there. This is a, this is a really really deep draft, a lot deeper than the last several years. D and Davis show P Tech on the line with us right now. Uh, listen, if any other draft, obviously yeah, Joe Burrow going to go to number one. He's a quarterback stud, yeah. right? But Chase Young, the defensive end coming out of Ohio State, man, he is. Unbelievable. But beyond that, that defensive end, who's the next big defensive end people should be keeping their eyes out for who's probably going to go higher or is going to surprise a lot of guys when they make it to the big league? The big question mark out there that I really want to know is where everyone's thinking about Zach Bond out of uh, Wisconsin. As as everything was perfect, he's about in the 20s or so in terms of pass rusher. Uh, Had kind of a wonky uh urine test at the at the combine uh but there's a guy who i think if you kind of flip the switch on him he might be another tj watt out of wisconsin uh at a, at a pretty good value in the 20s uh certainly there's some nice uh, other parts of the interior gross matos out of uh, penn state needs a little bit of work but he is a pure pass rusher but you're right it is chase young there's your first pick. There's the guy that you're supposed to take number one overall. Uh, Cause there's just, that is a prototype of prototype edge rushers followed by a prototype of prototype corner and Jeff Okuda followed by a, a linebacker who runs a four, three, nine and Isaiah Simmons. And you've got Cincinnati messing around with Joe Burrow who can't throw the ball, you know, more, more than 10 feet without pushing a little bit. So uh, it's, this <laughs> is going to be a, a, an interesting top end of the draft because this might be a few years from now. going, you know what? Yeah, Cincinnati passed on Jordan Love, and they passed. They didn't get Chase Young instead. Like I think this is going to be one of those things where Joe Burrow is going to be fine. He's going to be a good starter, mm-hmm. but you got three guys who have you know, yellow jacket potential who are going to fall mm-hmm. right after that. Mm-hmm. Wait, so all right, so because you you kind of answered the question, so I take it you're more of a Love over a Herbert guy. Yeah, I like I like Herbert because there's the only knock on Justin Herbert. He's just not a rah rah sort of dude. He's just yeah. he's not Baker Mayfield. He's going to get out there and wow anybody with his personality. But that's the tools guy. I I'm a fan of the guys who do things at an otherworldly level. You know, don't I, 
I'll take my chances with the the six six guy who can run, throw, has every throw in the book, and that's Herbert. To me, Tua, if he's healthy, that's your number one pick. But that's a big, gigantic gift. And then the crazy part about this is doing the research on just the history of this. Ever since Trey was taken first overall in the 1989 NFL draft, no quarterback not named Manning taken with a first overall pick has won a, won a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. It just, it, it's and actually until Mahomes did it this year, no quarterback taken in the top 10 since 1989, not named Manning, has won a Super Bowl for the team that drafted him. Wow. So it just, if you're looking at history, Taking quarterbacks early doesn't really work if you care about winning a Super Bowl, but everyone's going to move heaven and earth to try to get these guys this year. What about if what about the quarterbacks that didn't win the Super Bowl that were drafted number one that made it to the Super Bowl like Cam Newton? I'm sure there has to be a few others because I would take that, at least a guy that can keep me in contention regularly or at least maybe a three-year span and then he gets hurt, then, then a buster, basically. Yeah, there's not as many as them, uh, many of them as you'd think. I mean, Don McNabb with the, the two and he went to a Super Bowl. Uh, there's one other than Cam Newton I'm completely blanking on right now. But if you look at the history of the, you know, the number one overall picks, Andrew Luck, you know, phenomenal player. You take that, but didn't win you a Super Bowl. And that's kind of where you're talking like, you know, the Jamarcus Russells of the world, even earlier on now, Baker Mayfield. Now, Kyler Murray, give them time. They still have time. But even past that, Jeff George. I mean, it's, uh, there's just so many quarterbacks out there that were, this is the guy. This is going to be our number one guy. He's going to lead us to win lots of Super Bowls. And again, you're passing on Chase Young for him. You're passing on Jeffrey Okuda for him. You, if you're Cincinnati, you want to talk about drafting, you know, trading down. Miami's got three first-round picks. You can figure out something to, if you're Cincinnati, move down, maybe get Tua, maybe get Herbert, and then have another prime pick in a very deep draft. Listen, do you think Herbert's going to jump over a tour? Is this, or is that just like draft noise right now to get that people to move? Is, you want to talk about the biggest question mark in the betting community? You want to forget fantasy. You want to talk making, but that is the prop bets on who's the second quarter pe- quarterback going to be off the board, Tua versus Herbert. That's that's it because that's that screws up a whole lot of other scenarios for a whole lot of other prop bets, and we just don't know how how freaked out our teams over Tua's hip. How freaked out over Herbert that he's just not a kind of guy. Mm. Everything else about Herbert's fine. There's nothing wrong with him. Personality, uh, character, everything is all there. He's just not interesting. And for some reason, that seems to be turning uh, off GMs. Uh, Tua, again, can you live through that hip? But we don't know what what teams really think about Jordan Love. I think he's going to slide to maybe the 20s or so, maybe the 20th with Jacksonville. Uh, But... Yeah, we, we just don't know. But there's there's question marks about all four of the top quarterbacks in this thing. They are not sure things. And, again, this is such a deep draft. You're going to be passing on a whole lot of really good players to take a quarterback. And the other problem with this is Cam's still out there. Jameis is still out there. You can get Derek Carr from you know the, the Raiders for a bag of Fritos. I mean, they're, <laughs> you know, Detroit's talking about offering up Matthew Stafford. I mean, quarterbacks are all over the place. Do you really want to invest in one right now, even if he's not the perfect guy for you? I mean, that's kind of the question right in this draft. Sticking to quarterbacks, uh, Pete, you look at New England. Obviously, Tom Brady is now is a Buccaneer. What do you think – that Bill Belichick is going to do when a little noise I've been hearing also too is maybe if Jalen Hurts falls to them, will he, will he take a chance on him? 
That would be a whole lot of fun. It, it doesn't seem like a Bill Belichick move to go quarterback in the first round. It would be more like let's take our guy in the second or third round and see if we can develop him. It hasn't always worked out all that well for him. I mean, it worked for you know, Jimmy Garoppolo, and you know, I, I'm blanking on the name of the Arkansas guy who had the, the big guy. Uh, was it Landry? Um, I remember exactly. I remember who you're talking about. I'm I'm embarrassed. I cannot remember his name, but he hung around the league for a little while. But anyway, you'd see guys say, Oh, wow. He's going to be the Belichick, you know, quarterback. I mean, there, Brian Hoyer was fine. Uh, you know, that's uh, Matt Castle. Yeah, Castle. Castle. Yep. But, the, but I mean, so they've had guys. Mm-hmm. They just, but Tom Brady's Tom Brady. I mean, that's a unicorn of all unicorns. You just can't ask for that to happen again. So maybe you do have to, you know, invest in a talent and see if it works out. Jalen Hurts would be a whole lot of fun. Uh, it's, I, I know the comp is trying to be out there. Okay, who's the the guy who's kind of that blend of mobile quarterback, system passer, who kind of fits the you know Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray mold, but then at the same time it could be another Lamar Jackson and kind of you know kind of be a twist on things. Character-wise, in terms of leadership, personality, Jalen Hurts is the dream. He's just not that pure passer, but neither was Lamar Jackson. That seems to be okay. Ryan Mallett. Thank you. Oh, Thank Ryan, you. Mallett. Wow. Ryan Mallett. Thank you very much. Ryan, I, thought, I, thought he, I thought when he got there that maybe Belichick's going to work his magic mm-hmm. and at least pimp him off for a good pick or something like that. <laughs> exactly. Look, look, looking, at your, uh, the, the, looking at the college football uh, news is um, mock draft. And one thing that, that, that I saw, you had Jerry Judy going, then Henry Ruggs, before CeeDee Lamb. So you think both of them are better than CeeDee Lamb or you think it's just preference for those I think teams? Judy's better. Judy <laughs> – Judy's just smooth as silk. I mean, there, there's no knock on his game. I mean, any of the negatives that, okay, he doesn't really block. Okay, whatever. Uh, but not a diva. He's great at being one of those guys who's just part of the cast of, of characters. He's got the speed. Great, just flawless route runner. I mean, he does absolutely everything right. Uh, C.D. Lamb is great, but the question about the system guys with Oklahoma, you know, I mean, it's a lot easier when you're running through wide open spaces like those Oklahoma guys have to do. And then Henry Ruggs is just speed, speed, speed. Look, in our mock draft, I know it's a new regime. I knew they're, know they're in Vegas. I know it's Mike Mayock here. But it's still the Raiders. They're, they're going to go with – if there's a guy out there with the 4-2, they're going to find him. The and ghost of gotta, Al Davis. Yeah. you got to think that a Davis in that front office somewhere is going to be like, you know, we, we kind of want that 4-2-9 guy to be on our team here. And Flash, I think that's exactly what he would bring in. That's, he – but he's more than just a Ted Ginn. He's more than uh, John Ross. I mean, Ruggs is a, a full route tree guy. So uh, that's about right. But all three of them, put them in a bag, take one out. You might have the right receiver. But I like Judy best. Best of all three of them. Go ahead, Cam. Guys, guys who are right now the, the, the big time names that all we're hearing about, which one of those guys do you think isn't going to necessarily reach his potential and which guys that are unheralded can we expect to be like you, you brought up like a J.J. Watt which was referring to the defensive end in, uh, with Wisconsin. Awesome. Who, who's J.J. Watt? Not saying he has to be a defensive lineman, but who's the guy in this draft is going to be that type of J.J. Watt? You player? asked before about the who's the quirky pass rusher who is going to find Curtis Weaver of Boise State. He, he's going to drop a little bit. Uh, he's probably going to be a second rounder, but that guy is just a pure energy machine. He's all motor, all pass rusher. I think he's going to be a, a phenomenal value pick. To me, if you want to talk Bears a little bit, Harrison Bryant of Florida Atlantic. He's not all that big, but that dude just blocks. I mean, there's going to be someone out there who's going to draft him, and they're going to be asked about him, and they're going to bring up the name George Kittle, which I know is it's not fair when you do comps like this, but he's 
as good a receiver. He's not, he doesn't have the tools of Cole Komet, who's just big, fast, and has everything you could possibly want on a prototype come in. But Brian on FAU, great pass catcher, and that guy can hit. And he's going to be right there, right in the middle of the second round. And, you know, I've seen some mocks that have him. You asked about Bill Belichick looking for the next Gronk. I would not be shocked if he goes in the first round either. That, that's been my guy through this whole process. Can you have any – put your wizard – I mean, put your uh, cherry hat on. Had, like, my old yeah. school classic hat <laughs> on. Trying to look into the future. Do you see any possible trades happening? You see any oh. team trying to move up, move down? What you got? This will be, this will be fascinating because, again and, – and I've pointed this out on other shows and in various articles all week. It's the Trubisky example where, look, you know, I, I, I've never faulted – uh, Ryan Pace for making that move one spot up, even if he didn't have to, to get Trubisky. Look, you're getting rid of late draft picks. You can get those back. And again, the chances that they work out into a starter or anything big, eh, get rid of them to get, if he's your guy, if that's your quarterback, you make that one pick move up. And I think teams are going to do that. I think Miami with all their, th- their three draft picks in the first round, they're going to have to do something. Otherwise, someone's going to swoop in and take Tua or Herbert at the 2-3-4 right in front of them. I don't mm. think that those three are going to stand pat because, like you mentioned before, the Giants, if you need an offensive tackle, you can move down and get a pretty good one. So you're not getting to, you don't want to move down if Chase Young is still there. But if you're the Lions, as great as Jeff Okuda is, you can still probably move down there. I do think that there is a chance, prop that people that this really could go burrow to a uh, herbert or herbert to and then quarterback quarterback wow. quarterback one two three because again after that it just you, then you got to make a call on jordan love and after that you got to go with jacob eason and it just mm-hmm. drops off the map and again you got to be pragmatic about this because who knows if there's going to be a season and next year trevor lawrence justin fields do you have a shot at either one of those two guys and then after that you just don't know remember if if there hadn't been like let's say the 2019 season was canceled and Tua didn't get hurt Tua would be the number one overall pick without right. question absolutely joe, and joe burrow would be a fifth rounder right he would not be the number one overall pick so there's a guy out there who we don't know about who's going to rise up uh, maybe jamie newman at georgia who's going to somebody who's just going to all of a sudden go from a guy who right now is a mid-rounder to the must-have you know top 10 overall pick uh, we don't we don't know who he has who that's going to be, and we don't know who that's that is. So if you're a, if you're a general manager and you're thinking two years ahead, three years ahead, maybe you think you know what? Let's sell the farm now, get our quarterback, let's develop Tua, let's develop Herbert, and if there's not a season, hey, we get a year to develop this guy, get him to learn the playbook, and he can hit the ground running in 2021. So people, how's uh, everything going with the shelter in place with the family? Are you going stir crazy? But I'm sure you're happy that everybody's safe, regardless. I would rather have it be 75 and sunny where we could take walks outside or just get outside a little bit more often. All my friends in LA and other places who are whining and crying and then they're crying from their pools. It's like, okay, that's too bad for you. Uh, but you know what? It's, they're fine. You know, we're all healthy. Yeah, everyone's kind of sticking around here. And fortunately, every, thank God for TikTok. Uh, thank God for cell phones and streaming services. So everyone kind of has their own yeah. thing. I, I can't get anybody to watch the Bulls doc, but hey, that's, you know, you, you trade these things out a little bit here and there. I'll, I'll, hopefully you guys are staying safe as well. 
Yeah, I'm having issues with the video games with the oldest one. <laughs> he went to grab his Switch today, and I was like, when did it become like your prerogative to think you're going to play Switch every day? And I made him write this report last week about why CEOs and people in tech industry don't allow their kids to play on these devices, and he had to go investigate or whatever. So it seemed like he got it and understood it, but then it's like, oh, so you're going to keep doing the same thing anyway. That was the only issue. was just like, and of course, he, he needs something to do. We try to give him something to do, but that's the only issue with keeping him preoccupied and also not just letting his brain turn to bush. And the yeah. number one, well, that's gone, but the number one piece of parenting <laughs> advice I ever received when I was, when my kid was all happy and I tried to give her something else uh, back when she was a little baby, was like, what are you doing? Your kid's happy. Just let it go. Just, yeah. just survive in advance. Charles Davis's line, shorten the game. Make sure, just whatever you have to do is just, you know, get, you know, let the clock run out of the game. If it happens to be video games, happens to be anything else, just, just let it go. Yeah, I would say the one thing, good thing about me, my wife's a teacher, so she's doing her e-learning thing, but also I woke up this morning, Grace had a full schedule. Mm. I was like, whoa, daddy would not have thought of that, but thank God mommy did. (laughs) And and it's working pretty good. It's working pretty good. So yeah, same thing over here. Yeah, so it's, it's, you know, it stinks that there's no sports, you know, hopefully they come up with something fast. uh, uh, So we're not, you know, sitting here talking about classic games in the near future, but uh, obviously all that matters is keeping everyone safe. And that's what every league right now is trying to figure out is how do we get guys on the field? How do we make sure that they're safe? And let's go from there. Pete, we definitely appreciate it. Everybody follow P-Tech at Pete Futech. Uh, also, make sure you check out collegefootballnews.com. Get all that football information. Listen, this is the only sports right now outside of the last dance we're going to get. Yeah. So you better eat this draft up as much as you can, even though we don't know what's going to happen with the season. At least if you like playing GM, which I always love, this is one of the best times of the year. I don't care if the commissioner is doing it at a bus stop. <laughs> I'm there to watch it. So, Pete, we always appreciate it. And you and your family, please stay safe. And next uh, time I'm doing this, by the way, I, I'm, I'm going no hat. I'm just going to let no it hat. Okay. go. Okay. Okay. Go for it, Pete. I, I'm just going to, like, you know, let it float. Just start flicking it. Just go from there, yeah. <laughs> the bears are going to get to this. <laughs> 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 you take uh, us out. All right. Thanks, Pete. And everybody yeah, out there, make sure, make sure you follow us on DN Davis Show, uh, Facebook.com forward slash DN Davis Show, and on Twitter at DN Davis Show, same thing as Instagram. And make sure, keep your hands to yourself. <laughs>